Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Entercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us on Metroscope this time is Rachel Coddington from Design Week Portland. Rachel has been involved as the event producer for Design Week Portland for a number of years, and this year she stepped into the role as managing director. Design Week Portland is a nonprofit organization that celebrates and promotes design as the city's most promising cultural economic resource. Welcome, Rachel. Hi. Good to have you here. Excited to be here pumped for this event and to learn a bit more about it. Um, let's talk about your organization first, Design Week Portland, and just uh, the mission behind your guys' nonprofit organization and kind of how you guys were founded in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So our mission is really centered around increasing appreciation and awareness of what is happening in Portland around design across disciplines and across the city geographically. Um, and really focusing on what the far-reaching effects of design are, what those effects are, um, and what the social relevance is to how does design affect our lives on a daily basis and how can it help solve problems. Mm -hmm. um, the way that that manifests itself is through a festival that we run, which is Design Week Portland itself, um, and that's uh, seven days of incredible independently run events across the city. Um, we help facilitate all of those being executed and it's all independent organizers. So that's agencies, independent designers, um, all different organizations that run their own programming during the week. Okay. And it's taking place April 6th through the 13th this year? That's right. Coming up. So just about six more weeks and we'll be launching the festival on April 6th. So your stress level is between oh, a one to 10? Just, I mean, really down at a two. I'm having okay. the best time of my life. Awesome. No stress at all. Awesome. There you go. Love to see. Was that sarcastic? I can't tell. <laughs> I don't know you. Know. I met you like 10 minutes You'll ago. You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's being held uh, throughout the city at it's kind of a open house, so to say, for these businesses, right? So when people go and explore these uh, different uh, businesses and their designs, they go actually into the businesses. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. So there are two different folds of the events that we run, that we help host, basically. There's a track that's all open houses, which is open studios. So folks open their doors. They invite the attendees in to see the work that they're doing, you know, light refreshments, engage with their staff, that type of thing. But then also we have actual time-based events that happen. So that's panels, workshops, talks. Um, exhibitions, all different kinds of things, skill-based workshops, and then kind of more fun, less skill-based workshops, but mm -hmm. all different kinds of things that happen across the city. So those ones are more time-based and frequently don't happen inside of um, people's studios. It'll happen at actual event venues or okay. that type of thing. So kind of two different tracks. Okay. Uh, so tell us a bit about kind of the design. I mean, that's a broad term, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, are we talking runways? Are we talking Gucci? What are we talking here? Yeah, yeah uh, it's mostly about Gucci. No, okay. it's, um, <laughs> design in Portland is, you know, our design community is so diverse and it's diverse not only in discipline, but also in different levels of how it is, you know, how it works together. So we have everything from architecture to fashion design, industrial design. You know, we see 
Adidas is opening their doors for shoe design. We see Wacom opening their doors and talking about technology and how that integrates with design. We have all different disciplines that that take place. It's not just about graphic design and illustration, which is something mm-hmm. that I think we all sort of see the most in Portland. That's mm-hmm. what we have the most visibility into. But really, there's a, so much more happening. So it's quite there's quite a breadth of of design happening. Awesome. And I was looking on uh, your guys's website here, designweekportland.com. A lot of good information there. Um, I saw that Tinker Hatfield was a former guest speaker. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And I was kind of interested in that. I mean, uh, you know, I, at least for a, a young person like me who's really sports oriented, I think a lot of people would be interested in hearing about, you know, he's obviously with Nike, but uh, you talked about Adidas opening their doors as well. Yeah. And uh, just specifically maybe if you could give us an example or two of a guest speaker or a business that um you know people would kind of be inclined to uh come and check out that'll be there this year yeah absolutely i mean i think that uh, what's what's unique about design week is that there's sort of something for everyone so mm-hmm not only people who are already engaged with the design community, but like you're saying, someone who might be adjacent to the design community or design enthusiast, there's a lot for them. Um, Something that's happening that's really interesting, I think this year is not specific to sports, apologize, but dang it, um, (laughs) there are always things that are happening around that. But one in particular that's exciting for me this year is called um, Amplifier. And what it is, is it's a mixologist matched with a sound designer, matched with a visual designer, and they're taking over rooms in the Jupiter next ball or hotel Mm. and what they do is they're creating a space that is themed off of a drink that was created so mixologist creates the cocktail then there's sound design in the room and visual design so as people come in there it's a multi-sensory experience around Mm -hmm. based on this you know imbibing in a cocktail so pretty unique and definitely not specific to a designer anyone could walk in that well anyone 21 and over could walk (laughs) in that door and enjoy that experience Versus there, of of course, on the schedule, there are things that are specific to emerging designers or folks who are more further along in their career that need different types of professional development. Of course, that's happening as well. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty for people who aren't in that, you know, that same area. Mm-hmm. So you guys will have, I don't know how many hundreds of different designers for people to check out. And how, how do you guys organize all that? Because, I mean... I imagine that's a, a pretty big challenge. I was talking to a uh, a lady on our previous Metroscope interview who was in charge of Super Bowl 52 and kind of the organization Oof. that goes into that. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine for you, I, I know it's probably stressful, but also probably a fun challenge as well of getting all of these different pieces to the puzzle and putting them in and on display for one week. Uh, you know, can you just give us a little bit of a kind of behind the scenes story of just how that all works i mean i'm i'm of course i'm interested in the design but i'm also interested in just how you guys piece it all together the the logistics of it yeah it is pretty it's pretty interesting so we um we do a lot of outreach to folks in the community that we think would be interested in hosting programming and basically they submit an application to us then through that application we go through a pretty rigorous process of determining whether or not it's a good fit for design week And then once that happens, we bring them into our system, into our web infrastructure, their application becomes live, we let them edit it and bring in images, that type of thing, get their listing looking really beautiful. And then when the launch happens, it's ready to go. As far as centrally, what we do is we really help manage a lot of the promotions piece for them. So we make sure their listing looks wonderful. We make sure that our team gets out to their events to take photos and promote on social media, that type of thing. So it really helps create that kind of sizzle through the week where everybody Mm -hmm. knows what's happening and there's a there's kind of a buzz happening throughout the week 
Um, but logistically, it's 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 a task. It's it's over 300 organizers. So when you think about just that number. 300 people trying to run events. And frequently, these are people who are not necessarily skilled at running events, but they have great content. And so they're putting it together and we're, mm-hmm. we're a real resource for them to say, here's how you get a venue. Here's how you get AV. Here's how you put your furniture together. We're able to help them with that side of it as well. Awesome. So it's and exciting. That, and then you throw a big party for yourself afterwards, hopefully. Yeah. You know, we always are. We always make the mistake of having a closing party and we're like, why do we do this? We're exhausted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to go so, sleep. Yeah. It's time to go go to bed. I just want to go 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 to a warm spot for spring break or something. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you guys have uh, a lot of different examples of uh, pushing cultural relevance is kind of what I was yeah. reading on your website. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a, you know, a, a positive benefit to this experience. Absolutely. And I'd like to know, I don't, I don't know, you know, if you have to give me a specific example, but just like how exactly that happens through mm-hmm. this event. Cause I think that's a really cool benefit to this event uh, that people maybe don't necessarily think about, but probably grow to appreciate once they actually attend the event. Sure, yeah. So I think one really good example is we have a a track this year that's called Design for Good. And what that is is a collection of designers and uh, professors and people who are engaged in the nonprofit sphere. Basically what they're doing is creating a track of events that have to do with the value of creative basically the value of design for nonprofits. Like Mm -hmm. how does a nonprofit use design to better their brand and make their message stronger? And frequently that's a, that's a task for a nonprofit to make a play for funding to, in order to get that type of support. So um, this is a great example of educating people on what the value of design is and Mm -hmm. then how it can benefit them. So cultural relevance is exactly that in this particular, um, in this particular set of events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And what is kind of the attendee experience like? Um, you know, and how does that? I'm trying to think. Like our listeners, I think would love to know. Okay, so how how does this work? You know, where, how, where, how do I get engaged? Right? How, how do, where do I go to sign up? Like this is overwhelming. We have all these different designers. Right. Like where should I go? You know, it, how, how does that whole side work? It is our number one piece of feedback is that Design Week Portland is an overwhelming experience to get engaged with. So what we've done is made it really simple. What we do is put together different itineraries um, mm-hmm. where we experts in our community go through and they choose a specific track of events that's, that someone can follow. So let's say you're a design enthusiast and you're really into sports and shoes, then we will definitely have a track where you can look at that and say, okay, here's a good place for me to start in the week. I don't yeah. have to comb through every of the 300 events. Here's a good place for me to start. These are the most interesting things within that subject matter. We also have outside of disciplinary ones, we have some fun ones like you know, cheap seats, like where can I don't want to spend any money during design week, but I want to go engage and have a great time. Here are the ones that are free or low cost to attend, which, by the way, most of them are. And then we also have one for introverts. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go and socialize. I want to go and sit <laughs> yeah. and listen to some panelists. And that's what that's how I want my experience mm-hmm. to be. So we've got a lot of different ways to look through the programming in a in a way that feels authentic to you. Um and but I mean, really, it's pretty interesting to go through every single event as I've been doing, as you right. can imagine, over the past three weeks. But uh, there's a lot of really beautiful programming happening. So the best way is to look through the itineraries um, and use that as a as a jumping point. Okay, and is that on your website? Yeah. So we will continue launching itineraries as time goes on. 
Um, but for right now, it's yeah that there will be a couple of itineraries posted with the launch, and then once that happens, we'll continue posting them and promoting them through our social media. That's another great way is to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, and um, we'll be posting all of that editorial content through that as well. Okay. And designweekportland.com is the website there. Lots of good ways to uh, find out exactly what the event's all about. And uh, there's also a donate tab. And I'm I'm curious kind of the kind of the finances behind this and how that works for you guys. And you mentioned some events are free, some uh, you have to pay to attend. Mm -hmm. And maybe does that just depend on the business that's putting on these events and they can kind of dictate prices? Exactly. So the way it works is precisely what you said. Um, Events who are hosting programming decide whether or not their event is free to attend or if the cost there's there's some type of a cost for the attendee typically the ones that we see with um, a ticket price or a higher ticket price are something that have a physical takeaway or something that's geared toward professional development with the hopes that people's companies are paying for those to go for them to go and you know get a deep in their skill base or something like that but um, a lot of the workshops as I said are are free to attend as well okay um, and then as far as the design community in Portland and the creative community, uh, you're probably pretty in, in touch with that given your, <laughs> sure uh, given your yep. uh, job, yes. job title and role. Uh, yep. Talk to us a little bit about that side of things. Um, as I was discussing with you before this interview even started, you know, as someone who grew up in Portland but maybe wasn't necessarily super in touch with different parts of downtown as a lot of young people aren't, but they can still be uh, you know, passionate about design and different aspects of design, whether it's sports or the digital world or um, simply art or what have you. Just talk to us a bit about that art community and design community, if you you could, here in Portland. Um, Sure. I mean, I think Portland was originally kind of what San Francisco was maybe 30 years ago. It's sort of a little bit later than that in its life as an artistic look, uh, you know, destination. But the city is full of artists. You you know, as you walk through the city, there's there are murals on the buildings. There's quirky shops everywhere. I mean, the 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 entire place is full of artists. As you as you look a little bit deeper, um, Portland is definitely a place where folks can use their art as a career, mm-hmm. and it takes shape in so many different ways. Like you're saying, architecture. You look at the historic architecture in Portland, and then how things have actually evolved into what the current, um, you know, more modern architecture approaches. So we talked a bit about this earlier, but just putting on a festival of this caliber each year and kind of everything that goes into it and the months that it takes to prepare and reaching out to different artists and different businesses. And can you just kind of give us more uh, insight into that as someone who's been involved with this for a couple of years now and your role has continued to progress yeah. um, with this uh, event going yeah, on? Yeah, absolutely. So the the best part of this is to see the city kind of come alive with ideas we reach out to organizers so so much earlier in the year and we just see all these ideas unfold. It's really interesting to see folks coming together, especially between disciplines and creating new ideas that they would never do on their own, but they have this great reason to. It's like design week is coming up. What are we going to do? How can we innovate? How can we come up with something totally different than what we've seen before? Or how can we kind of leverage what we're doing in-house to show it to the world? Like what can we do to create an event and an experience for people? Mm -hmm. So it's really inspiring. I mean, it's really an incredible thing. And that's really what drives us through um, that's really the motor behind all of it is that it's inspirational. I mean, seeing people in their new ideas is just, it's something. So Design Week Portland coming up April 6th through the 13th of this year in the seventh year now. Seven. Um, 
number seven, uh, approaching a decade. (laughs) So you guys have been doing this for a little while now. And how have you seen the festival kind of evolve over the years from Mm -hmm. where it started? And what was year one like, actually? You know, year one was really grassroots. Our founders, um, Celie Pines and Eric Hillerns, they came together and they noted that there were a lot of events happening in Portland in the design community, but they weren't really very well organized. So they thought, why don't we just throw them together in one week? Let's mm-hmm. see. Let's see if we can get you know 15 events to happen in the course of one week, and we'll we'll get some shared energy and shared audiences. But they ended up having 100 events that first year, and over 3,000 attendees engaged. So they were like, okay, well, all right, that worked. So let's try that again next time and put some more organization behind it. So um, as time has progressed, we've grown and grown. And now this year we're, we're looking at over 300 events with um, hopefully around 8,000 to 9,000 unique users. So that's that's wow. a lot. That's a lot of attendance and it's a lot of engagement from our creative community, which is fantastic. And I'm curious, how did you guys uh, get these I know are they all local businesses or the designers from so they're all local I was gonna say did anyone fly does anyone fly up from LA and share their artwork for example yes absolutely so the organizers are all local but we do see um, out-of-market speakers out-of-market artists out-of-market people coming for different panels that type of thing we definitely see that and we encourage it because you know we live in Portland and Portland is a tight-knit design community so we always like to hear those outside voices coming in as well okay And so for anyone who wants to attend, um, I guess the website would be probably a good informative resource there, designweekportland.com. And um, how do people register for uh, attending or or I guess for do they register to share their artwork as well? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, so that's already happened. All of the organizers are on board. We've already closed um, programming applications for the year, so that's Uh already happened. But um, we're always happy to open up a conversation if someone's interested in hosting programming. I'll have a conversation with anyone any day Uh, about that. If you have an event you think would be a good fit for Design Week, I'm happy to chat with you. Um, But yeah, basically, if you just go onto the website and click through to the festival schedule, there will be instructions on how to register for events um, through that and it's pretty pretty straightforward it's, it's easy sweet and I just wanted to clarify um, so you said sometimes people who attend can go into the businesses yeah, uh, and, absolutely. and uh, one example you gave me was Adidas opening their doors to yep. uh, people who could get an insight look at uh, how they make their shoes yeah, and design yep. their shoes I think that's that's like that connects with me you know that's yeah. that's an event if I heard about that I'd be like sweet I want to go to that yeah, right it's now. amazing so Adidas does something called the maker lab each year and actually it's a multi-day event so there are four different days where they open their doors and allow a certain number of people to come in and then they hold host a workshop with them um, a variety of different workshops and it's it's pretty amazing and then the the fifth day of the week they host a student track for us so we do a lot of work with um, education and um, mm-hmm. emerging designers basically helping folks who are in high school understand that their design is an option for them as a career and so um, they'll also open their doors for that student track as well the fifth day of the year or wow. fifth day of the week okay yeah. that's really cool and do uh, you said are there different kind of site set up for these different businesses to show off their artwork or do people have to go into the specific businesses themselves? I asked that earlier, but I'm still not, a, I guess, 100% clear. Yeah, is there totally. Is there like a, 
um, you know, for example, is there a big warehouse where people check out art in Southwest Portland, or is it? Yeah. Uh, you walk. I think you mentioned that with the open houses. The but, open houses yeah. is like that. So each day of the week is. Um, set aside for a different quadrant in the city. So we have a Southwest day, so you can go walk around Southwest and all of the design businesses are open in the Southwest quadrant. Then there's a Northwest day, et cetera. So those days are the ones where you can just kind of free flow in between businesses and walk around. We call it like a design crawl. Mm -hmm. The rest of the time during those days is set aside for events. So um, those are time-based programs frequently in people's studios, but also event spaces, you know, like people have them at actual private event venues. So um, they're just two kind of two different tracks. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. I appreciate that clarification. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we alluded to it a, a little bit earlier, but as far as the art and the festival kind of tackling bigger issues mm, that the mm -hmm. community is facing. Um, yeah, can you talk to us a, a bit about that and maybe how uh, the festival or the different uh, businesses uh, through their artwork kind of uh, expand on, I guess, you know, we were talking about cultural relevance yes, earlier, exactly. but in this case, um, yeah, maybe challenges that totally. the city's facing. Yeah, so um, also within our, our sort of evolution over the past seven years, we've done a lot of um, central programming. So we've, you know, we had a main stage, we've done design competitions, we've done headquarters, we've done a lot of different things as a central organization. And one of the things we did was engage with the city on the Green Loop project. So the Green Loop is this... Um, big stretch of parkway that they're developing over the next, you know, 10, 15 years um, that's going to go through close in southeast and through downtown. And it's a it's a it's a parkway, basically. Mm -hmm. So we had a competition to actually design what that loop would look like. The designers, we ha we went through all of the applications. We decided who the winner was. Those winners were brought on board with us in design week and we helped them produce an entire huge warehouse space where they could show what the green loop would look like. Mm. What was really interesting about this is that it gave the gave us a chance for the public to get engaged about design before it was already happening. Like, how mm -hmm. frequently do we ever hear, you know, hey, this thing is happening. Do you want to have a say in what it looks like or how mm -hmm. it feels or how you engage with it? We as the public don't get a lot of opportunity for that. Mm -hmm. So it gave us a chance to get actual public feedback on the design of this mm -hmm. city infrastructure that was going to happen. Um, and then we took all of that feedback and we actually brought it to city council and presented it. This is an incredible thing because using design as a tool in this way is exactly what we want to promote with Design Week. And so it was an excellent opportunity for us. And it was something that really showed what we can do as an organization and showed where our, you know, where our heart is and where our passion is for for the city and design and how those can engage. Yeah, that's really cool. And, I, you know, as a, as a sports guy, um, we may or may not get a professional baseball team in the city of Portland, and <laughs> yes. I'm wondering if you guys need someone to design well, uh, the the stadium, because I know that we've already seen renderings online. Yeah, They're beautiful. Yep, yep. I'm wondering, uh, do, you, do you know anyone behind this? <laughs> we know all the people. <laughs> <Do> you, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I, don't, I, I don't know off the top of right. my head, but um, what's really interesting about that, one of our superstar organizers, um, Jolby and Friends, they actually hosted an event a couple months ago where they outside of design week, obviously mm -hmm. um, where they branded what the team would look like oh, um, cool. that would come t into Portland. So yeah. everyone's pumped about it. There you go. <laughs> everyone's well, ready. I wonder if the Portland diamond project will be there this year. We'll, Maybe. we'll have to see. Okay. Um, what are you looking forward to about this year's festival? I mean, this year, I am absolutely blown away at the quality of the programming, so I cannot wait to see the execution of some of these events and see how they come to life. I mean, every year, year over year, we see more and more improved programming, and I think this year will be no exception to that. So um, I just can't wait to see everyone out and about enjoying this programming and getting engaged with design on a, on a higher level. Awesome. April 6th through the 13th. 
Uh, is there anything else that that you need to uh, you'd like me to cover or uh, shout out while you're here on Metroscope? I mean, just to just to remind everyone that the schedule is out, and so that now's the time to build your itinerary. Go in and start combing through the events. A lot of them do sell out, especially the extra fun ones. So make sure you get in there and register for your events as quickly as possible um, to make sure that your itinerary is strong and exciting. And um, we look forward to seeing you there. Awesome. And then I guess one thing I would say, too, is uh, there's a way to volunteer. Is that correct? Absolutely, would you yeah. like so, to discuss that? Sure thing. There are lots of ways to volunteer with Design Week. But during the festival, the thing we're looking for is folks who can really help us get out into the community and get out to the events and see what's happening, take photos, bring us back content. Um, we also have a killer opening party that we run every year that's amazing. And so we always need some extra hands for that. So if you're interested okay. in volunteering, please reach out. Um, and to be quite frank, we have a lot of um, volunteers who help us with more skill-focused things like design and building websites, stuff like that. So if you have any skills that you want to contribute to Design Week, we're always looking for that too. Awesome. So I'm looking at the schedule right here. Opening party, April 6th. That's the one. Um, we have the independent events, the 7th through the 13th, so the week long. Yep. Northwest open houses, April 8th. Southwest open houses, April 9th. North and Northeast, April 10th, and then Southeast, April 11th. And then, like, I guess the independent events, like you were talking about earlier, is just the businesses that welcome people into, exactly. into their yep. particular business. That's right. And you'll be able to see all of those dates and everything once you get into the schedule. So Awesome. Cool. cool. All right, Rachel. Well, thanks for being here. Thank and you. good luck with the event. And it, it sounds like. Uh, it's something awesome that you guys put on every year, and I'm sure the listeners in Portland and beyond are looking forward to it. <laughs> yes, we look forward to seeing you there. We were talking today with Rachel Coddington, Managing Director of Design Week Portland. Metroscope is an Intercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.